Welcome to the Echo Cast. I am Bond Diesel. I want to start off hot and fast. This is no longer a division podcast. I know. I'm sad too. Just division two info. Just it's just coming out too slow. I I just don't have anything to talk about. So this is when I want to let everyone know that this has officially become a Katamari, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Warframe podcast. Yeah, woo! It's just gonna be Sonic, Space Ninja, and Tails, and rolling things from here on out. So I know this is gonna be a bummer for some of you, but but yeah, so that would never happen. So don't worry about it. Still division. I'm still gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna mine what we got. You know, here in a few months we'll have plenty of information to talk about. But for now, I'll just make some stuff up to talk about. Starting with content updates. Weird, right? We'll move to state of the game recap, the division news, speculation piece, one listener question, and then we'll wrap it up. So content updates, huh? Well, my giveaway is ongoing. I'm giving away a Division 2 t-shirt and hoodie. You should be able to find that link to the Gleam giveaway in the description of whatever you're watching, or I have it pinned on my Twitter. So go check it out. It's pretty cool. And I'm sure we'll have more giveaways in the future. So social media, I was going to talk about that. So anyone who's uh, followed me for a while, who has been internet friends with me or otherwise, uh, knows that I have a penchant for getting involved in situations uh, that I see and then maybe not directly involved in. Uh, I, I will say that one, I've been trying to pull off of that just a little bit because at the end of the day, it doesn't tend to do a whole lot of good. But at the same time, if I see stuff that's either really dumb or that I feel like it's worth throwing my opinion in there, if you post something in the public domain, especially on Twitter, when I post things, I assume anyone and everyone, whether I like them or not, whether I agree with them or not, is going to reply. And that's cool. So if I follow you, if you follow me, or even if neither one of those things are true and you post something, anyone's free to respond. And I think we should all have that mindset. Now that said, there was some stuff this week that was being posted. It's not that I wasn't a fan of of what was being posted. Just not a huge fan of who was posting it and what I think maybe their intentions were. But you know what? That's only my opinion. At some point, I've learned to pick my battles. Choose the hills I'm willing to die on. And this wasn't one of them. So instead, I made a very general post of... That thing when you wish you could say something, but you know you're better off not. And we've moved on. I figured I would address it here. And now we're moving on. So I've I've been trying to delve more in the podcast. I want to know how to make this podcast better for the people who listen. I want to know how to be a better quote-unquote influencer. Which I kind of despise that term. So I've been trying to listen to a lot of different podcasts. I've been listening to other gaming podcasts, other division podcasts, especially Bombshell Jackets and the Sitrep Boys. But I've also been trying to listen to other ones. And I know I'm like the last person on earth to not, you know, to listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. But uh, I've I've delved pretty deep and I'm, I'm trying to get influences from a lot of other people. Probably start adding some things into this podcast that I've learned or that I like or that I want to basically just steal. 
if you do a podcast or if you just enjoy podcast and maybe the division is the only type of podcast you listen to here's me saying check out some other stuff too there's some great stuff out there for me personally i'm basically in the office eight hours a day all week so the podcasts are a great way for me to get by and in this realm of my life i can learn from them and learn how to be a better podcaster and so on and so forth so there's that and last as of the recording of this podcast october 6th of 2018 we have 159 days until the division 2 barring any delays and it would actually be a 157 56 if you pre-order and get the early access We'll talk about that at another time. I do plan on addressing uh, pretty directly how my feelings on the pre-order stuff, uh, the season pass, all of those things. Uh, once we have actual details about them, we've been told we'll have those details before the release. I sincerely hope that's true, and I sincerely hope it's not you know, March 7th of next year. I hope we get the information before then, but we will have to see. Save the game recap. Next section big news here it was canceled uh, there were some issues and it had to get moved a week so it will be on October 11th of 2018 uh, it will be featuring Mr. Frederick Thylander the 3C guy or as he is reluctantly maybe kind of known as the gun guy so be sure to check it out it's his coming week um, I think it'll be cool and I am curious to get some of his thoughts on the changes that we may be seeing uh, to lots of lots of different things with the game, but specifically the guns and the mechanics directly attached to the guns. In the Division news, uh, we didn't have anything too big directly with Division 2, but we did get our October roadmap. So we have double DZ supply drops currently happening. It's October 5th through the 7th. State of the game with Thylander on October 11th. The Rebel Shield also comes out on October the 11th, and that will require you to get to wave 15 on a resistance map. We have two times double field proficiency caches, October 19th through the 22nd. If you want a whole bunch of field proficiency caches, I suggest going to your alt characters and picking up all of that intel, because you will get a crap ton. And last for October, we will have GE Blackout on the 22nd through the 29th. It's actually a really fun uh, global event. I was weary of it before the first time we played it. And uh, since then, we've I think played it twice. And it's actually really cool. So I highly suggest checking it out. Whether you need the gear or not, it's still a fun uh, way to play the game. Maybe a good way for you to go and take care of some commendations that you maybe haven't done before. Okay, so the title of this podcast I made to PvP or not to PvP. So, I've made it no secret, I have strong feelings about the PvP in the Division. So my, my preface here, the following thoughts are my opinion only. I think I have facts on these things, or I think I at least have very educated assumptions. But just keep in mind, these are just my opinions. If you don't want to hear those opinions, not sure why you're here in the first place. But I would especially uh, say maybe be, uh, be aware. That said, anything I talk about here in the podcast in general every week, but especially this topic, feel free to have discourse with me. Catch me on Twitter, Discord, YouTube, or even DM me in any of those realms. I'm happy to talk about this stuff, and if anything, I, I want more knowledge. I want to know more. I have my experience. I know that I have, and I've even talked about mostly being a PvE player, but there was a time in the Division where most of what I did was PvP when I was playing with a particular group of people. So... I promise I have at least some chops, and I do make a genuine effort to try to keep up with those things by watching videos, 
by watching streams of people who prefer this gameplay, PvP and, and, and DZ and such. Uh, and I even try to make sure I still delve in here and there, even though I've kind of written it off at this point in the in the, the Division 1. So, the speculation I have this week is, will the Division 2 focus on PvE, PvP, or some balance between them? The quick and easy answer that I'm hoping for is some balance between them. I will argue heavily and especially because we don't have any actual numbers. But I still believe that even at this point in the division, where PvE has been relatively stale for a very long time, that I would still... I'm, I'm going to base basically the rest of this conversation off of my impression that, that only PvP, people who only play PvP in this game, whether it's DZ or otherwise, uh, maybe excluding PvP survival. That the vast majority of people, and I'm talking like 85-90% of the people who still play the Division, are primarily PvE players. And I think it's because there's a lot of people who are either newer, have only been around for a year or less, and they still have PvE content and stuff to grind for and get. Or because there's people like me who just enjoy the feel of the PvE play of this game and maybe have even gotten to a point where since we aren't that worried about gear we've just started to enjoy the mechanics of the game maybe trying out new guns different gear sets things like that and occasionally there's still some stuff that's still relatively challenging especially uh, you're like Cunningham trying to do everything solo legendary because he's a beast so I feel like the conversation has to start with division one and kind of my thoughts on how PvP has developed and its intent in Division 1 and how it actually played out. So, the one thing I think I should clarify is that I don't think the Division 1 was necessarily meant to just be a PvE game. I think the simple inclusion of the DZ as a concept and as a mechanic tells you that PvP is an essential part of the game. Uh, it's one of the main unique factors of the game, as well as some others. But specifically, that is something that most games have never tried before in a mass market, AAA, light RPG shooting game. Where you can go into a zone where it's co-op or PvP and PvE and essentially just chaos. Now... How did that really work out? Things like balance, whether it's guns, skills, gear sets, gear in general, exotics, so on and so forth, weren't perfect, right? We all know issues with gear sets. We all know that essentially with every patch, there's been a meta, if not multiple metas or if people think back to Century's Mark. If people think back to Alpha Bridge. If people think currently with things like Striker, Nomad, Predmark. There, there's always been this feeling and there's always been this sense that you either go with the group or you might as well just give up. There's always been exceptions, of course. There's always been little niche things that people could do in the Division 1 with PvP. But for the most part, it's always been people chasing whatever the meta was or was going to be. And that factor and the fact that there basically is a best-in-slot gun with best-in-slot mods with best-in-slot everything. For me, that's been one of the main reasons I feel like the PvP in the Division was never as successful as it could have been, or as it was intended to be. I think that there's parts of the game, and this sticks with the balance talk, that one of my favorite videos I've ever made is now over a year old. It was barely before I even got started talking to anyone about this stuff. I made a video about what I thought all of the skills in the game were intended to do or what their role was supposed to be. 
if you look at the game as a whole, if you removed all of the humans from it, and look at how it was designed to be played. How smart cover was meant to be used. How mobile cover was meant to be used. The shield. The turrets. The seeker mines. You know, how I did a whole video on all of those things and how I think that they were meant to be used. And how they aren't being used that way. And I basically talked about how, from a developer's perspective, they, they gave us all these tools to supplement a cover-based shooting game or a cover-to-cover-based shooting game like Gears of War, Future Soldier, games like that. Instead, what we got for various reasons was a dance around each other, hip-fire slash cheese gear set kind of shit fest. And I mean that in just the nicest way, I promise. I truly do. It's... I suspect it would be hard to walk around any of the Ubisoft offices, whether it's Redstorm or Massive or any of the others, and find someone who would be like, Oh yeah, PvP in the Division? Exactly what we intended. Now, there's an issue there where you say... You know, the best laid plans, right? So, one of my favorite pictures is it's from a civil engineering thing where there's a sidewalk and there was a tree where the sidewalk was supposed to go. So, they bent the sidewalk. They had it go in like a half circle around the tree and then continue on the other side. So, when that engineer designed that or whoever approved it, they said, oh yeah, people will just walk around the tree. No big deal. There's still grass around the tree. It was still pretty doing its thing. Well, the picture shows that all of the grass between where the bend and the sidewalk starts and ends is worn out in the middle because people didn't use the sidewalk the way they were intended to. They just walked through the middle because it's the shortest way. It's the way that, you know, they don't care what it was designed to be like. They People do what's easiest. People do what's most convenient, what's most efficient, what gains them the most advantage. And so that thought made me realize that in a lot of ways, the people who make these video games are like engineers. And it's not that they're ignorant. It's not that they're, you know, they're all experienced. They've all made multiple games. The people who made The Division, this wasn't their first game. But there's still kind of that thing of, you know, if you build it, they will come. Sure. But if you build it, they will come and try to mess it up and do it however they want, no matter what you intended, <laughs> you know? Um... And so I feel like the division, especially the PvP in the division, is definitely a a good proof of that concept of you can give people all the tools, you can nudge people in all the right directions that you intend, but at the end of the day, people are still going to do what they want to do. And then that brings up the idea of, so what's wrong with that? So what if the devs meant for this to be a PvP, you know, cover-based shooting, use your skills, use all kinds of different gear sets game if that's not how people want it if that's not how people executed it then why not just give them what they obviously want what they how they the way they play it why not encourage that why not go that way a good example of that is warframe if you watch warframe being played when you see these the characters bounding and jumping and floating through the level that wasn't intended there was essentially a problem in the game that allowed people to abuse the movement system and the devs said okay you guys seem to like that it's cool it's fun it's fast so we'll go with it the issue with the division and pvp in that way to me again my opinion is that what has happened is that in the division people came to the division i would guess primarily from games like battlefield call of duty and more quote-unquote realistic shooters don't get me started on realism and call of duty or battlefield i get it but realistic damage model shooters if you shoot someone in the head with a rifle they die if you shoot someone four or five times in the chest even with armor they die and you brought people into a game 
that aesthetically appears to be the same kind of game. You have real guns, you have real looking people, you have human characters with light armor on them. You have a world that looks realistic. You have a world that looks like if you shoot someone in the head, they should die instantly. But then you have a light RPG. You have a, you know, an, an RPG type of game that, that that's not the case, except unless you build a certain way. Right. But let's just, for the sake of argument, let's talk about how, why that's not a thing. So that's not the intent of the game. They've said it a hundred times that the division is an RPG first. And I think what happened is I think people came into this game maybe with the wrong expectation of what type of game it was. I know I did. I've played other RPGs, but this is absolutely the first one I've played for more than a playthrough of a single player story. I've, you know, the Fallout games are the main ones I can say I played that were RPGs. And, and even those, if you're familiar with them, are especially, and I played Fallout 3 and on. So I didn't even play Fallout 1 or 2, which were like way more RPG-ish. So I came in, I knew it was an RPG. I remember like catching that during the promotional stuff, but I still guess I just didn't really know what that meant. Now for me, I didn't mind. It was fine. I still had fun with it. And early in the game, in the 1 to 30 grind, you don't get like absolutely realistic damage models, but it's pretty quick time to kill, things like that, especially if you're over leveled, which if you play through all the side missions before you move on in the 1 to 30, you tend to be over leveled and very powerful. So what I think happened is I think you had a lot of people come into this game with the wrong intentions or the wrong idea of what type of game it was. So when player feedback starts rolling in, when we start seeing that people aren't using smart cover, when they aren't using, you know, these things, when they aren't using cover, when people are finding that it's better to run up to your enemy with a SMG and hip fire them and literally strafe around them. When you see that people have found out that the networking coding of the game, the, the way the the lag compensation and things like that works. They figured out that if you use the sprint to go back and forth really quickly, which we've lovely, you know, have the lovely name of the chicken dance, that you basically can't die or that it's extremely challenging for someone to kill you. People will take the easiest route, which is what the PVP and the division one has become. There's absolutely been moments where that wasn't the case. There's There's been moments where we almost reached what we thought maybe the original intent was. In a very controversial way, I'll say that the Deadeye meta, when Deadeye was way OP, was the closest we were to maybe the original intent of the PvP in the Division 1. That happened while I was still playing quite a bit of Division uh, PvP. And what you found was that when you started hearing that SVD chunking off in the, in the distance and you started seeing your teammates getting torn apart, people took cover. And maybe they didn't even take cover in the sense of they attached themselves to low-lying cover, but people did evade. And they tried to figure out how to get to approach that Deadeye player because that Deadeye player had 9,000-something firearms and zero health. So if you could get medium or short range on them, you would melt them instantly. And while I am glad that that meta didn't stick around because it, it was too much, the way that people's playstyles changed during that time, in my opinion, was probably the closest we ever got to the original intent of how it was supposed to be played. And obviously we've had other things, Alpha Bridge, the current meta, classified gear through a whole different stick in that spoke you know so i could go on but for the most part people know and people have their own opinions i'm sure there's people here shaking their head letting out a laugh saying this guy doesn't know what he's talking about and that's fine i would prefer to take it on the angle of you just don't agree with me and that's fine but i hope that you can at least if you have a different perspective on it, be like, oh, okay, so that's what some people think. Unless I'm the only one. Who knows? I don't know. 
So the other things that I think you have to bring up, so that conversation basically encompasses the DZ, right? So the other PVP modes in this game were Skirmish, Last Stand, and Survival. Skirmish and Last Stand aren't bad. And they have the the gear uh, equalization, right? So everyone's gear gets bumped up to its max stats. Um, and in some ways, I feel like that's... Uh, well, I honestly think that's the best system. I think that's the way it should be. I wouldn't even hate if the DZ had a similar feature. But... Calm down. It's gonna be okay. Hear me out. But it needs to be different. There still needs to be... You know, I, I still think that, that the way it equalizes the gear in, currently is a good thing. You, you can still, you still have to farm the gear, you still have to acquire it, you still have to put all of the right things together, all of the right talents, and, and so on and so forth. A big issue now in Skirmish and Last Stand is that the high-end gear doesn't scale up all the way the way that classified gear does. So there's things you can unlock with the classified gear, or there's just things that the, the classified six-piece talents can be unlocked when kind I, I, I'm sure, I assume it's purposeful, but maybe they shouldn't be. And I think there's an argument to be said in general that in Division 1 that a lot of the woes currently would be solved by just having the six-piece talents just not be activated in PvP. You'll find probably just as many people who don't want that, but you know that's that's a thing I've seen. But in skirmish and last stand, skirmish is a cool idea because it's it's just you and three of your friends if you have a group fighting against four other people. Hopefully another group. And if you play skirmish, if you played it enough, you've probably had some really great battles. Some games that end with a one point difference. You've also had some where your team maybe didn't score a single kill. And so skirmish was a thing that I still like a lot and personally want to see in the Division 2. I'll talk about that more in a moment. But it just it just was kind of the simplest version of, of what it was probably meant to be. Last Stand is one that I actually think Last Stand is excellent. The biggest issue with Last Stand, from my point of view, is that there's just so much downtime. It's, I'm a big battlefield player, so it reminds me very much of a smaller scale conquest, which is great. The problem with that being that your only mode of transportation is your feet. And a big thing with that is that there's a weird balance you have to find in Last Stand, and, or in a mode like that, a conquest type of mode, where you have to make sure the capture areas and control points are far enough away that, like, if you're capping A, whoever's on B can't, like, directly assault you, right? So you wouldn't want point A to be within sight of point B. The problem that I've had with Last Stand, and that I assume some people will agree with, is that that distance is just too much. We definitely don't have that problem. We definitely don't have an issue where if you're on A, you're at risk of getting hurt by someone from B. But the issue is, is that you're so not at risk that it just kind of drags the games out and, and me for me personally it makes them kind of less enjoyable and last stand is actually the one that i think is the closest to actually being in pretty good shape it literally the maps just need to be smaller for me from what i've noticed on console you can still play last stand and skirmish fairly easily it's pretty quick to matchmake i know on pc it's not exactly the case and in my experience is in North America, so I assume one of the larger player bases, if not the largest. But what you find is that if these PvP modes would have been more popular, and if they would have fulfilled that need more, I feel like the DZ in a lot of ways would be a lot different. But before I go into that, survival's there too. And so in a very biased way, I would say survival is easily the best PvP in the game, but it's still not perfect. For me personally, because of the lack of overpowered skills, gear set, gear, and stuff like that, it's the closest thing you get to a truly I shoot better than you, I win situation. That said, the problem is, is that 
there's still a significant influence on RNG. Whether it's, you know, if if in the first couple minutes of a survival match, you shoot a red enemy that drops a lightweight M4, and someone else, they shoot them, and it drops a can of soda. You know, you, you get lucky there. So, as good as I think survival is, I still think that it's hard to, like, argue that it's a good PvP mode. Even though I think it's the best one in the game. Because, from my experience, is the middle part of that game. If if you have mostly blue gear, maybe a green piece or two, and you run into someone else who's in a similar state, maybe they have their pulse, maybe they have a heal, but probably not. Maybe they have a couple grenades, you do too. That, to me, those fights I've had in, in survival are, are the most satisfying fights I've ever had in this game, probably, overall. Headshots matter, just because of the lower health pools and so on. It 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 just feels the most satisfying when you get to when you beat somebody. Um, and then obviously the 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 elephant in the room with survival is that even on console, the player base is just minimal. This morning I played and there were three people in the map with me, and they all died before I saw any of them. So, or I saw one of them and they ran away. <laughs> you know so. Um, the the last thing that I'll talk about with Division One PvP is a, a big a big surprise to me was a, a couple months ago, as it tends to be here and there, a big DZ discussion pops up, and there's people on both sides entrenched in their opinions, and I'm one of them. I I understand that, but the thing that someone pointed out to me, and I honestly don't remember who it was, but it was someone who. I'm under the impression only plays DZ still. Not my cup of tea, but cool. You do you, right? And something I said was that I personally, when I think of PvP, I think of being on a relatively level battlefield with someone else and through some show of skill, beating them and being better than them. Saying, oh man, I hit those I hit those headshots and they were down. They didn't have a chance. They hit two or three body shots on me, but I, I I outshot them. I beat them. And so my idea, like for skirmish, was that I always wanted some semblance of a firefight, even in the DZ. I, I always wanted this this idea of like like my dudes versus your dudes. Let's go. Let's see who's who's better. Let's see who hits more shots. Let's see who has better strategy, better skill. Not the person who can chicken dance the best, or not the one who has the most OP, or even glitched, or even exploited gear set. You know, I always wanted what I would call a competitive spirit. This comes from someone who played CS:GO in the past, who played Call of Duty a lot. In Call of Duty 4, me and my stupid college friends had a clan. We were actually pretty damn good. And so, I guess that's always been my outlook. So, what happened a few months ago was someone pointed out to me. They said. You know, there's someone who enjoys going. I remember the type of person they were. I just don't remember who it was, but they said, you know, I, I like going rogue in the DZ and going me versus server, my buddies and I versus server, just to kill people. They, they made it clear that they aren't, they aren't looking for a, a quote unquote competitive experience. That's not what they're playing the DZ for. They're, they're, they're looking to kill a bunch of people and to live as long as they can. And for that thrill and for that fun. Um, and there's a lot of factors there, right? You know, that person probably doesn't need a single piece of gear. They probably have perfect guns, perfect everything. They may just enjoy shooting people that maybe are trying to get loot. Maybe they're trying to extract. Maybe they're trying to do this or that. Or maybe they just, they just want to fight as many people as they can until they die. But what I realized is that so many of the people, especially the ones who are still playing in the DZ, have a completely different goal than I do when it comes to killing other actual players. My goal is to out to outdo you. I want to try to hit more shots than you can. I want to try to, you know, doopsy do you, trick you one way or the other, trap you, get you whatever. Where the idea of like if like for people to watch my stream, if I'm doing PVE, they would watch my stream and be like, "Good lord, I've seen someone run Lexington literally five billion times. This is so boring." 
what I don't think people understand is that for, for me and, and maybe other people as well, when I watch someone doing a, a manhunt stream, it's the same thing to me. Okay, they're gonna kill some people, then they're gonna run around, and then they're gonna throw a bunch of grenades and drop a shock turret, and like to me and to maybe other people as well, I think that there's this uh, this like this like loss in translation thing where the same reason someone may find one of my streams boring because I'm just killing the same enemies we've all killed a billion times, even though I enjoy that. That's the way I see PvP in the division. I, I just there's just uh, to me there's just not very much variability to it and i've had people tell me that that's why they they do dz that's why they do manhunts and all that stuff is because it's a new experience every time but when i watch it it just looks like the same thing every time and, and i think that's a point that maybe each side doesn't understand from each other i definitely didn't understand that one person's point of that they don't care about it being competitive they just want to kill people you know they just want to fight and that doesn't represent everyone. I'm sure there's people who think the division is a competitive game. I'm all about opinions being different. For multiple reasons, I think that calling the division PvP competitive compared to other quote-unquote competitive games is, is kind of silly for lots of reasons. But regardless, I've just realized that I think there's just a lot of people who either don't understand the way other people are thinking i know i don't and and or if people think differently than they do that those people are just wrong it's interesting so i've droned on a bit about division one pvp division two pvp and how i think it's going to work out so i think the Division 2 will continue the trend that I believe Division 1 set in being a primarily PvE game. I really hope that it dives even more into that. Another point of contention I've seen is that both sides, if they're sides, I hate the idea of sides, but for the sake of conversation. I've seen PvE and PvP players throw across the way that each that the other side has always gotten all of the updates and all of the attention since the game came out. All I'll say is that there hasn't been a main story mission release since the game came out. General Assembly was the last story mission we got. Now, there's a bunch of intel. Some intel has been added through the underground, through the shield system now, through various ways. Westside Piers kind of wrapped up the story a little bit. But really, if you think about it, the incursions don't really give us any more real story. It's kind of side stories, if that. And we've... And we haven't really had anything... You know, things like Skirmish and Last Stand were added and stuff like that, but... I would argue that PvP in the Division isn't substantially different now than it was a year or two ago. in a high, you know, a high level sense. So I, I don't think things are really going to change. I, I think it's still going to be a PvE based game. I hope it's even more so personally. But my big contention has been that I really think that the division should be and kind of needs to to provide a better PvP experience. I still don't think that the game was ever designed to be an esports game or an MLG game. I don't think we're going to be sponsoring, you know, worldwide tournaments of people playing the division against each other. I, I don't, I don't think it's meant to be that game. I think Ubisoft has those games, specifically Rainbow Six. I don't, I don't think there has to be another game like that. But even with that said, I still think the Division Two doesn't necessarily have to provide a more quote-unquote competitive experience in that like in that way but I still think it can provide a much better PvP experience than the first game did and for the people who enjoy the PvP in the division I want that I, I think that's a good thing when people talk about how streamers and stuff need a good PvP experience to keep the streaming side of the division 2 alive 
I don't think that's entirely true. I think that if you can provide a good enough PvE experience to, to keep a game alive in a social media sense, but a good PvP experience definitely doesn't hurt. I think Destiny 2 is a good example of that. That I don't see many people trying to argue that Destiny 2's PvP is like the end-all be-all of competitive PvP, but I, but I can tell that it's definitely a good driving force behind bringing people back and keeping people interested in the game. For lots of reasons, the actual gameplay, loot, and so on. We don't know much about The Division 2, in general, at all. I talked about that already. But what I do know is that I think we're gonna get more information soon, I hope. Please. <laughs> but from seeing various Twitter posts from people who work on the game, you can look them up yourself. You can definitely tell there's a strong desire from people like Terry Spear and other people at Red Storm especially, but even in other parts of the company who, who really want the DZ to be awesome. They want it to be a good experience and, and for it to be fun. The one thing I'll throw out is, is I think people need to be ready for a drastically different experience in the division entirely. I got to play the demo D3 and what I'll say is that it felt like the division. It felt really familiar. I was able to pick up the controller and play. But one, that's a demo that showed us very little and was probably an insanely early part of the game. But I think I think that it's gonna there's gonna be shock factor for some people when they get into that game. And I think that they will Not everyone's gonna love it who likes the division one. But what I do think is that significantly more people from outside of the Division 1 world are going to pick up Division 2 or see it and be like, oh, that looks pretty freaking sweet. And the, the changes that the, the little things we've been hinted and, and kind of seen lead me to believe that it's going to be a lot better. In the demo, we saw that time to kill is a lot lower in PvE. I highly suspect it's going to be the same for PvP. Gun handling being more challenging and more skill-based. The changes in mods and stuff like that on guns. We know there's going to be a DZ. That's confirmed. We don't know what that means yet, though. We don't even know where it is. Trust me, I've tried. <laughs> I've been trying to figure it out, and I just can't, and that's fine. We haven't heard anything about a skirmish or last stand type of modes. I think a skirmish mode with the ability to privately matchmake even would be huge. And the thing I've realized is that the chances that they're going to dedicate servers purely to private matchmaking, probably slim, right? But what would be cool, even though it wouldn't be ideal, would be if you could have player hosted games. So the way that Halo used to work, Call of Duty, I believe, maybe still does. Um, I think Destiny actually even works this way, or it did at one point, and I believe it still does, where one of the people in the game is the host. The problem with this being that exact fact is that that host, that one player is always going to have the slight advantage over everyone else. But even if we could have that, it wouldn't be ideal, but a skirmish-like mode in the Division 2 where I could draw up a bracket, have 20 teams sign up, have them record games of them playing against each other, and then do a big tournament like that would be insane for the Division 2. Upper Echelon tried to do this in Division 1 a year and a half, two years ago probably at this point. And for various reasons, I won't dive into it. I have some personal feelings on it that are unneeded, but it didn't, it didn't work because of people. And because the game wasn't designed for it to work. It just wasn't. And whether people like it or not, the devs weren't going to like make a thing just for this tournament. It just wasn't realistic, you know? But, we've had a lot of time for Division 2, and this would be a thing that'd be really big for me. I think it'd be so good for TD for the Division 2 PvP. That said, it would be good for the people like me who are looking for that competitive experience. But what about the DZ? People who run the DZ and do manhunts probably don't care about having a private skirmish mode. I'm sure they would maybe enjoy it, but that's not what they're trying to do. We know survival is probably being kind of 
confirmed sort of in interviews at E3 strongly hinted that it will probably exist maybe but we don't know how that's gonna work out is it gonna be PvE only is it gonna be PvP only some kind of mix I think if survival returns it's gonna be so different from the original one that we may recognize it but it, it will probably be a very different experience so my final speculation on PvP in the division 2 I think they're gonna do a whole lot to make face tanking not a meta. I think that out of cover damage or something along those lines is going to is going to make that type of gameplay running straight into someone's face and just shooting not a thing. I think that with that the use of cover is going to be much more encouraged but not dependent. Games that I would reference to are games like Rainbow Six Vegas, Future Soldier, some other Ubisoft titles, uh, Wildlands in a big way. I would reference those where cover is useful and it's really good, but you don't, but not everyone's just firing from cover that, that when it actually comes to engaging someone else, it may be more about using cover in a sense of being behind things and, and using that to fight and not just running into a street face to face and shooting until someone dies. Um, I really hope and I think there's going to be a significant emphasis on gun skill and headshots and really rewarding people who can hit skillful shots. The, the change of, of taking away headshot damage in Division 1 is a pretty big point of contention for a lot of PvP players and somewhat, something I even wasn't a huge fan of. This is a subject where making sure the game is balanced extremely differently between PC and consoles is huge. If you go back and watch the old video by Marco Style when he was challenged by someone to do the Clear Sky speedrun on Xbox and he went and did it, and his thoughts on the difference and the challenge difference between Xbox and PC, I highly suggest it. It's a really good video. To hear the thoughts of someone who's primarily a PC player who had to figure out console and gave some really honest opinions about it that were very... Uh, I, reasonable and cool as a console player it was nice to hear someone say it without just saying consoles suck and everything's awful it, it's he has some good insight and I highly suggest checking it out um, I think that using skills to get people out of their cover or to you know combat you know the cover system um, and using skills to approach the people you're trying to fight to flank them to get up in their faces a little bit I think those are all going to change the game quite a bit. Um, a lack of burst heals is going to be ridiculous. Likely a lack of healing as we currently know it entirely will be a big difference in Division 2 it seems. The, the armor plate system where you have to take a few seconds to apply an armor plate and it's not just a med kit that you pop off and all of a sudden you have half your health back. I think skills like the Hive and the Chem Launcher are going to replace some of that a little bit but probably more in a heal over time thing or i suspect that armor is going to be the emphasis is that skills are going to replenish your armor maybe not your health maybe there's going to be skills or ways to bypass your armor and kill you directly we'll have to see a big thing for people who are snipers in division one in the in the dz and so on is the idea that if you're face tanking people and you put someone to the down state you can finish them off with an elbow but if you're a sniper in Division 1, you may have 10k firearms, and you can one-shot some people. And with the right builds, you can one-shot a lot of people. The problem is, is that once you've one-shotted them, and they fall down behind cover in the distance, because there's no system for you to finish them off, it makes you useless because now their teammate can just res them. For a long time in, in most games, I felt that if you die by headshot, you can't get resed. It makes no sense. One, it's a nice balancing thing. It's something I really wanted in Wildlands. I feel like if you headshot someone and kill them in Wildlands, your teammates shouldn't be able to revive you. That's a kill shot. You're dead. It's a sort of realistic thing that can bring some really good balance to the game and have a good mechanic. I think the fact that the specialization weapons are going to replace the ultimate skills is a big deal. Now you can't just hit an alt and raise all your 
friends who are dead or who are on the ground. I think those weapons with limited ammo and stuff like that will be kind of the way that we see ultimates or you know things work in Destiny and how when it's available it's awesome but it's not always there. The change with gear sets and brands will be big. Um, gear sets, you know, especially classifieds are basically the end-all be-all. But if all of the high-end gear could go up to 1401 the way classified can, and if 95% of the talents on high-end gear weren't useless, I think you would currently see people running hexo builds or even high-end sets if they were more viable, but they just aren't. Then you have a weapon adjustment, it's like the new class of rifles, the the rifle class, where you're going to have semi-autos and burst fire. After playing some Destiny 2, I know the scout rifles aren't great in that game, but they're still pretty good. They're better than the burst rifles in Division, and more useful And the fusion rifles in Destiny are fun. I, I really enjoy them. I'm sure they're not meta, but I think they're fun to use. I can't say the same about the foul in Division 1. And so I'd really like to see some balancing uh, that, that's similar there. It'd be really cool. And then the mods changing. This the, One of the biggest changes I don't think people have really thought much about is that with the extended mags on guns only providing 10 extra rounds rather than 30. Like you have to realize what that means is that each round now has to do more damage. Because before, when you had the 66 round magazine in a lightweight M4, well, the, the damage multiplier and the health pool could be super high because you can't make 10 shots kill someone or else someone could kill six people in one magazine, you know? So you have to balance the, the health out and things like that. Well, now we're going to have, you know, ARs will probably have a maximum mag size of 40, 30, maybe 45 at the most. And then you may see weapons like the LMGs be a lot more powerful because they have larger magazines. You have to figure it out with their damage. But what I think we're going to see this time is, is, a, is a real emphasis on shotguns, rifles, ARs, everything. That I think we're going to end up finding that they will all be able to do the same amount of damage in 10 seconds. So if you fired all of them at their maximum rate for 10 seconds, that you would get the same damage output from all of them. It's just going to be different types of damage output. And then you're going to throw in different skills and talents and all those things. It's going to, you know, that's how they'll differentiate. But I wouldn't be surprised if this time we see the weapons be handled that way when it comes to PvP especially, but probably PvE as well. <sighs> so there's that. I just, I think PvP is really important and I want the people who enjoy it to be happy. I want to enjoy PvP in the division, but at this point, I just can't in the division one. I'm just done. I, I, I enjoyed it for a minute, but it got old. And if I want to play PvP at this point, I'll be playing Blackout next week. I'll go play some PUBG regretfully. I'll play some Battlefield. I'll play some Wildlands. I love the Wildlands PvP. It's great. And the people who enjoyed Division 1 PvP are going to keep doing it. And that's fine. I just really hope that whatever Division 2 brings, it, it's, it's something that we can all enjoy. And even if some people are going to feel betrayed by it or really don't like it, I, I hope that as a whole, it's popular. My listener question. Mike Smaraski. I hope I got it right this time says two questions about Anthem. One, if Anthem turns out to be a great game, will you be playing it? And two, if you play it, how will you split the time between that and the Division 2? So I was super hyped for Anthem as of E3 2017. I heard about it. Everyone heard about it. EA's putting out a new trailer. It's for this game, it's like the Division. Check it out. Division and Destiny together. I was like, oh, really? Interesting. So then we got the teaser and it looked awesome. It looked so cool. Fast forward a year and really very little information given out about Anthem. And we start getting gameplay trailers. We start seeing more about Anthem. And I just don't care. Once I actually saw gameplay, I was like, that looks pretty cool. 
you know okay sweet that's great and <laughs> good for them you know but I definitely um it lost some of its luster for me I, I was really hoping that anthem would provide what destiny looked like it would back when they initially announced destiny if people remember that they'll remember that destiny initially appeared like it was going to be a kind of realistic ish game have at least a realistic aesthetic and be this big open world where you could do it whatever you wanted you know and then it ended up being what destiny is and obviously it's a very good thing people love destiny i think destiny is great but it's not it wasn't it didn't fulfill that initial tease right so anthem kind of looked like it would right and then now we're going through the same cycle or at least i am so if it turns out to be great will i be play it so probably not release it may get 10 out of 10s that week before it comes out from from places but i just know that come middle of february i'm gonna be pretty laser focused on the division two so i think my relationship with anthem will will probably exist i'm sure i'll buy it i'm sure i'll play it um but i could definitely see myself putting it off for a few months and really focusing on division two and my content with Division 2, my streams, my videos, my podcasts, things like that. Um, so yeah, I'll play it if it's good. But I doubt I'm going to be someone who's going to jump on the train the day it comes out. Because I kind of want to see how it plays out. And if I play it, how will I split time between that and Division 2? So, I mean, there's a lot of good games that have come out in the last two and a half years. And I still play a pretty good amount of the division. So I think what has to be kind of you know focused on or noticed is that I just really like the division. So I fully intend on that being my main game, especially now since I'm gonna be playing on PC a fair bit and mostly Xbox, I'm even gonna be splitting time between two systems, right? But it's not like I want to. A big mistake I felt like I made when I first started streaming was I was only the division. And even now I, st I stream it fairly often, but um, I've definitely found a relief in streaming some Tomb Raider, some Call of Duty, and some other things. So, I think I'll play all kinds of games, even after Division 2 comes out, eventually. I'll probably focus Division 2 pretty hard for a few months. Um, so I'm sure I'll throw Anthem in there, uh, but I would... Division 2 would have to be pretty god-awful for me to to put any emphasis on any game but it. Could that happen? Absolutely. Do I think it's gonna happen? Probably not. Does my bias mean that even if it's not perfect, I'm still probably gonna ride it pretty hard? Yeah, definitely. I can admit that right now. So, it's a good question though. I Between whether it's Anthem or, I mean, I'm super excited about Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm so excited for that. And that's a game that I suspect I'll hit pretty hard even after Division 2 comes out as they do updates and DLCs and stuff. So. Um, but whether it's Anthem or whether it's any other games that come out in the next couple of years, I, I'm sure I'll play them. I, I'm not against it. And even if I if I don't love it, I still want to experience it because I think it makes me a better critic of The Division and other games. I think it makes me more cerebral and educated and, and more able to speak on things in general when I know other games. That's why I tried Warframe. Didn't care for it, but I still tried it. That's why I went back to Destiny 2, and I'm actually enjoying myself quite a bit, even if I don't play it every day. It's why I've tried the Tomb Raider. I want to play the whole Tomb Raider series now, because I love the first reboot, and now the third one just came out, and I can't wait to play the second and the third one. So, it's a good question. Uh, I definitely want to make sure I don't completely cocoon myself in the Division 2 when it comes out, uh, even though I probably will for a while. So that's why I have this week. If you're still here, then bravo. Congratulations for putting up with me because I talked a whole lot this time, but if you're here, I assume that's what you're here for, and I appreciate uh, this is episode 28, which is just bizarre and awesome, and I really appreciate the support in your listens and things like that. Again, don't forget to get in on the giveaway. If you want to find me, um, you can find me on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch is Bond Diesel. You can ask questions for the podcast, for the EchoCast on Twitter or Discord, or however you want to get a hold of me. You can find the EchoCast on Anchor, iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. You can find me on Instagram at Bond Diesel underscore Twitch. That's all I have for you this week. Thank you. I'm Bond Diesel. And until next time.